Welcome back. This is Clash. Clash. And that's how I feel for y'all out there, for y'all Mandalorian fans. I, that's how I feel about the end of this year. I feel like the Mando walking <laughs> into the sunset. It was a rough year. There were some bumps. But at the end of the day, I'm still alive. Was that the Mandalorian theme that you're just yeah, playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was like, is was that a Christmas song? Is that like what's going on? I was trying on? to find the. Um, I was trying to find. There's this. Uh, it's called the this instrument called the bass recorder. All right, and there's bass this whole article like a recorder, but a deep one. Yeah, like the recorders you had to play in music class yeah. back in like middle school. It's a bass recorder. And the guy, there's a whole article about the music guy on Mandalorian talking about his search for this what for this musical instrument to get the right sound the instrument and of prophecy perfect yeah there's this perfect like when when mando like has his moments like <laughs> and you're like you know something's about to go down i yeah. couldn't find that sound that's what i wanted to play but oh my god you welcome know what back re- guys real quick you know what that reminds me of yeah. you know how in like wild west movies they do the that's exactly the feeling you get from it that's exactly yeah i well that i think that's what they were going for oh, okay but guys, welcome back. Uh, as you can see, we're hype off of our week break. Yeah. Um, some holiday traveling going on. I feel as fresh. As always, <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Night Hoot, and with me, as always, is... Tesler. What's good? And, uh, yeah, so this is basically our end of the year show, since our next show will take place in 2020, the future. Whoa, the next decade. So, uh, forgive us if we're a little bit more relaxed today. We're going to be doing some reflection, like most people in the media this mm-hmm. time of year. We're going to just reflect on the things we found most interesting about maybe this year, this past decade, yeah. as we move on into the future. We can't not do the decade thing, you know what I mean? Like, it, would, no. it, would, it wouldn't be right. It also helps us, like you know put in perspective the things that we actually enjoy and you know bring up some stuff we might have forgot about that was super hype that's my favorite part honestly when you like hear something that you like completely forgot about but you remember like you loved it and like you spent so much time on it and you're just like oh how how do i even forget that and then it makes you want to go back and maybe like revisit it you know and like if it's a game like play it again or if it's a movie like watch it again it's always cool oh, yeah. revisiting. And I've been moments. having those feelings super strong uh, lately. So I have mm. a feeling I'll be doing some revisiting. Yeah. Here. For sure. But yeah, so before we get into it, as always, as you're if you're sitting back maybe with maybe with some cocoa, uh, some hot chocolate, and uh, you're reminiscing with us, feel free to email us at siblingrivalryclash at gmail.com. That's siblingrivalryclash at gmail.com. Um, and you can also find us on the Twitters. Uh, I am at T-I-F-F-I-N-I-J-21. And you can find me at Y-O-T-I-Z-Z-L-E-R. And with that, uh, let's get into these weeks. Um, what have you done in our missing time? Um, so I had some time over this break to... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and start off with... Uh, first of all, I finished Kokoku, so I'll get that out of the way. I'll say... I think it was cool how, um, without spoiling, they brought things full circle. Um, that'll make sense to anybody who watched like literally it. from the first shot, right? Yeah, literally. And I don't know if it's I don't know if you you like this too, but I always appreciate when um, movies or TV shows like do the thing where they start the last scene of they start 
the the show or movie at the end scene you know what i mean and then mm-hmm. kind of show you how they got to that point like i forget who isn't it a is it scorsese that that that's his thing um, do i have that right i don't know i'm bad about i feel like stuff. He, he does that a lot where he'll you know the character will be in in a crisis moment and then he'll go let's see how i got here yeah 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 i like so. stuff like that uh i don't know just i guess a personal preference thing but i thought it was a cool show it was a cool premise like basically the whole show takes place in this paused time um world where everything is stopped except for the main characters and the main antagonist um and then it also has some like i guess you would say would you call it like light horror elements with the the monsters that are in in there too um they got some pretty cool designs and and the show can get be pretty gruesome too um so i thought all those were good things um i just felt like they did some stuff with time i hadn't seen before yeah it was a cool twist on the whole time time i won't say time travel but time mechanics i guess you could say yeah um and it was a it was a quick watch which i always appreciate just because um it got it got in it got to the point i was able to understand everything um so yeah i thought all that was good um and then i also literally right before this i noticed that fire force uh the dub was finished because i guess i had missed a couple weeks um so i finished that um i don't know were are you uh at the end of that too if you finished it like like finale Mm mm-hmm I don't remember if I finished finished it, but episode twenty four. Um, yeah, no, I don't okay. think I got that far. But I, I had just finished the fight uh, between brothers. Okay, so I without won't, being specific, I won't spoil that now. Then I'll just give an overview. This I think turned into it started off not I won't say slow, but I didn't know where it was going per se. But then kind of towards the middle of the season and like now at the end of the season it's very clear where things are going and what what they're doing with the plot and i i really enjoy it i think it's it's one of my favorite shows of i guess it came out what last season it started or was that a winter show uh i think it was a winter show yeah so uh this season one of my favorite it, it jumped to being one of my favorite shows this season animation stayed beautiful throughout the entire thing um yes. so that's always a, a huge selling point for me when i watch anime is uh, how pretty it is to watch i love fire uh theme things so that gave it a leg up for me too so yeah overall i thought it was cool it took them a while i think i think the longest part was them getting the crew together like as they do in these type of shows like they slowly and gradually meet new characters but for some reason in this show it felt slower than usual it was a little scatological because it wasn't just like hey the first seven episodes are getting team members it was like get a team member flashback to a random point in time uh yeah then fight in a local infernal and then, then get another, find team, another member. team member so, <laughs> so it was like, just a little scattered and there was no like there wasn't a clear like into it like are we gonna keep getting team members and the team is kind of big too at this point so i think that might yeah. have a part of it too but i like the characters themselves i i do like the characters i like shinra i like um uh arthur the the self-proclaimed knight he's their interactions are always funny um, arthur and shoot fire with guns guy are, yeah. are my favorite characters he's cool Hands too down. so the gun guy is like the intellectual like very uh uh 
uh, how do you say like dry strategic like but clearly not he has a jokes. sense of humor yeah he dons that that bull hat yeah that's true too <laughs> i forgot all about that um, he, he wants to wear that big hat in the office and they're just like um <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then his moment is really cool too i won't spoil that but every yeah. one of the characters has the, kind of their own moment um and it ends i won't say on a full-on cliffhanger but it's a cliffhanger so it's very obvious that we're gonna get a season two and they'll maybe hopefully. wrap things up there yeah hopefully i think anime is notorious for ending on cliffhangers and not finishing things that's very true <laughs> but yes we do hope that there is a second season coming i want to say this probably did well enough to justify a second season like it seemed like one of the more popular shows you know what i mean this um for this run yeah. um so yeah i'm definitely i'll be on that as soon as that drops uh hopefully they do the simul dub again that's another reason why it's up there for me any show with a simul dub automatically gets points <laughs> um <laughs> i'm so serious so funimation keep, keep doing your thing funimation um and then that leads me to some tv so i pretty much watch uh all of the witcher netflix series um over this week break um and so i have i'm coming okay can i just yeah i have a moment with this show because i'm gonna talk about it while you talk about it yeah yeah, uh, that's fine um but there was a moment um because there's a setup uh between if anyone's familiar with witcher there's siri Mm-hmm. and uh Cirilla, princess mm-hmm. Cirilla, and uh the witcher yep and there's a setup where um siri breaks loose um she's kind of held captive but she breaks loose and she runs into these woods mm-hmm. and while we were watching i turned to my friend and it's like the camera pans out to show you how dense and large these woods are and right. i was like these are the run into the woods and not find the witcher to the last episode's woods <laughs> um how did y'all say that was did y'all say that first episode that's hilarious i said these are the run into the woods and get lost to the last episode woods (laughs) so i'm not gonna lie without uh do we not want we don't want to spoil this right we there's so much going on uh i don't think we need to spoil yeah uh, necessarily because there's a lot going on that they're setting up i want to start by saying like i'm coming at this from the perspective of somebody who's pretty familiar with the lore like i played witcher 2 and 3 um so i know a lot of the terms and and the the references and the characters already just from hearing them in those uh in 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 those games and stuff um so my take is that i think so there's some points of confusion for me so they would do a lot of jumping around and i don't know if you felt this way too to where like okay i i'm familiar with a lot of this stuff so i get what's going on but maybe somebody who's like very fresh to the witcher they don't know these terms or anything i feel like they would actually be confused with a lot of what's happening in in most of these episodes i don't well, i i would agree with you because there is one point where you see some uh not main characters but close to main characters die mm-hmm and then an episode later you're seeing them again and you're not familiar enough with them to know if they're if we've gone back in time or if they're somehow alive again. Yeah. And um and watching the show as someone who didn't play The Witcher mm-hmm. uh past the tutorial and didn't read anything about it, mm-hmm. that part was 
super confusing. But right. other than that, once I realized what they were showing us, what mm-hmm. they were trying to show us, mm-hmm. it got like it made sense again. I'm glad we have both perspectives here because I actually thought you played more of of Witcher than that. So you are no, pretty fresh. I literally finished the tutorial and that was it. Okay. Um. So <laughs> there there are actually some confusing moments in the show for me where it would seem like you said like. I'll I'll, tell, I'll use the forest as an example because it's a very very light spoiler. So obviously he meets Arilla, but the way they show it is like they they do they they show it both in the first and last episode. So I'm like, you're talking about when she screams, or just when she yeah that and when she's running through the forest. So it seems like there's some time jumping around and and flashbacking, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of points throughout the series where I'm not sure if things are happening in present time in past time or like Mm -hmm. even in a vision you know what i mean like i don't know i don't know if it's just me but it it seemed like like i was having a hard time comprehending when like things were happening and what things were real and what things weren't sometimes and i'll tell you what happened for me is um so the situation i talked about earlier where it's like these characters die Mm -hmm. and then you see them and i'm like okay I needed to, because I wasn't that familiar. I was like, I need to know these are the same characters. Mm-hmm. These aren't just characters that look similar. Right. And so when I looked that up, uh, what I noticed what was happening, like, episode by episode, they would say, they would have the episode synopsis, and then at the bottom, it would say, based on, it was like, uh, it would say, like, the lesser of two tales or something. It was like a chapter name. Okay. So then in my mind, I was thinking, okay, they're just telling Witcher stories. And really? these these three characters or i'm thinking of like yennefer yeah so uh siri and the witcher are all involved in these three stories at some point in time right and so i guess for me i'm saying all that to say for me i kind of just let the order of things fall out of my mind yeah so because i'm like they're not telling me events necessarily in order keep me in they're telling me events to tell me why these characters have the motivations they have right so i'm glad you said that because that does make things make a lot more sense because i'm looking at it as like obviously it's fantasy the last fantasy thing we saw was game of thrones so i'm going to compare it to that a lot um and game of thrones is very literally episode to episode these characters are here and then you know a day or two later in the next episode they're here here it was like in between episodes it was almost as if they would skip whole sections of time or whatever it wasn't anything like directly contiguous which like i said was kind of confusing to me but maybe just because i was thinking of the order like you said Um, and this may be the most generic example but i took it as like watching spongebob right mm -hmm. so like something you watch sponge an episode of spongebob and something happens you don't necessarily think that that change is going to carry over into the next episode right because you don't know what order in spongebob life exactly these events are happening exactly but Uh, you know that all these things happen to that character at some point yeah and that's all i took from it yeah so like i wasn't too mad about it or anything but it just took me from the start of an episode a little bit to like find my footing like okay okay this and i understand that because our older our older brother said the same thing Mm -hmm. so um so an interesting approach it'll be interesting to see if they take the same approach for season two because um i'm pretty sure season two is already greenlit and in production probably yes it is um but i I want, to, um, I want to talk about uh the per- portrayal of the characters i think uh, i think uh henry cavill is his name right 
Mm-hmm. I think he plays a, a a good Geralt. Um, he's he he does a good job at like the monotone, like kind of emotionless <laughs> vibe that Geralt gives off. Yeah. Um, he's he's a bit the only my only complaint is mm-hmm. he's a bit young in the face. Yeah, because Geralt for is the Witcher that to be older. I'm used to seeing. Yeah. yeah, or at least in I'll say in Witcher three, Geralt is older. But in the time period that this would have taken place, he would have been a lot younger. So, um, that might be something to to keep in mind. Um, one design thing I wish they, or two design things I'll say that I think they didn't get right. One, he doesn't have the cat eyes and that's a big, big <laughs> distinct, he, they're yellow, but in actual Witcher lore, they're yellow cat eyes, which is like a big, like right on site, like, oh, he's a Witcher. I can tell by his eyes. And the second thing, two swords, he only has one sword in the show instead of two. Um, and that's another big thing that was like, oh, you see somebody with two swords and white hair, they're a witcher, like just period. Well, maybe he get, I would say maybe that's a storyline at some point in the future. That may be true, but from what I understand in the lore, the witcher carries a steel sword for humans and a silver sword for monsters. Okay. Um, and I'd never heard any distinction between like, you know, them saying the sword was silver in the show or anything like that. They just, it was just kind of like a sword, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe a uh uh something to make uh cuz i read that they did had to make uh, concessions with his costume so he'd be able to move around freely and stuff like that yeah. so maybe that was one of the concessions not a huge deal but just just some little things that um i would have liked to like to have seen and i want to add uh, one one note to your eye comment mm-hmm. so I had a huge like conniption fit a little bit when we first met Yennefer because Yennefer has strikingly violet colored eyes. Yes. And this, the first thing I thought of was mm. Game of Thrones. Who had um, violet eyes? And... The all Targaryens yeah. are supposed to have purple or purplish blue eyes, but they did not. But for whatever Thrones, reason, right. they chose not to do that, right. and they gave them blue eyes. Right. And so I was just like, if Yennefer can have purple eyes, why, why doesn't Daenerys have purple yeah. eyes? I don't. I, but, I, so I just don't understand I give them little a things note, like that. I give them a positive for keeping everyone's eye colors the way they were supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. If, he, if if Geralt didn't have yellow eyes, that would have been a, a big red flag. But at least they're yellow. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Yennefer's eyes were actually purple though. In in Witcher three, I can't remember. I could have swore they were because when I had seen art of Yennefer prior to this, mm-hmm. I could have swore they were purple. Okay, I got you. Because that's one of the most noticeable things about her. Mm-hmm. Um, Yennefer's actor actress, I thought was was cool. I think the games portray her a lot better. Um, maybe because her, yeah, her desperation in this is strong. Strong, yeah, it is. Um, I think I think my biggest thing is, and this probably makes sense lore wise, but she looks younger, like in this, um, like not in the, she like she looks like she's in like her early twenties or something, um, yeah, if not a teenager 20s. or something <laughs> like. Um, but Yennefer in the game is very like seasoned and adult looking, and like she looks much more like not intimidating, but like like much more like she could hold her own in a fight. You know what I mean? Um, if she carries her, your chart, I think you're saying like more, more like the the sorceress that she was trained by in the show. Exactly the yeah. way that she carried carried herself. herself. Yeah. Um. So that might just be a time period thing. Like this is much earlier. This is kind of her introduction story, like how she got her powers and all that type of stuff. And that was a nitpick with me because I was expecting, you know, she has this uh, moment of transformation. Mm-hmm. Um after she kind of learns enough magic and mm-hmm. 
the the confidence out of nowhere was startling. Yeah, to say the least. Exactly. Because like I I feel like in real life if you're if you're like if magic was real or whatever if you're going from what uh she was before to what she became you would still kind of have those and she does have her own inner demons that she fights but you would still have that battle with that like like you said self-confidence and stuff that she struggled with her entire life up until this point. like she's literally like quasimodo from like she's literally the hunchback of notre dame yeah before like, <laughs> the transformation it's rough i didn't know it was her until like a like i think a couple episodes later they don't I, say her name for a long a time. A lot, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I might have even read it in like a subtitle. You know what I mean? Like, cause I I, I watch Netflix with subs on, um, and sometimes they'll throw the name before whoever's talking, and I was like, Yeah, that's Jennifer. I was like, Whoa, because that was a part of the lore I wasn't familiar with. Um, and then Tris, I actually missed until like somebody told me because Tris looks completely different than she does in the games. In the game, she has red hair, short red hair. In this, she has like brown hair. Um, and she kind of looks, she looks kind of generic, um, for lack of a better word. But, um, it took me like till the last episode to realize that was actually Tris. Um, uh, see, and I, I, that's what I was looking for because I'm like, I knew there was two women mm-hmm. that, two mages. Like, yeah, like that were around him, and I knew Yennefer, mm-hmm. and so I kind of guessed who she was. But yeah. I was like, "Who is?" I couldn't think of the name of the other one. Mm-hmm. So who was she? So Triss is the brown haired, wavy brown hair with freckles. Um, she's in the first early episodes, and then she's in the end, but she's not really in the middle. Um. So you fin you finished it right completely. Yeah, I finished it. So you know when all the mages were together. The one that had kind of the grass powers that was like blocking the gate. Okay, the one that um, summoned him for the king's daughter. Yes, that was Triss. Um, okay, okay. And as far as I remember, her and Geralt don't have a big interaction in this. No, she's just kind of the one that summons him when that um, that Strieger is running around right. uh, causing chaos right right and then I, that's the first time i remember meeting her right so that might be actual lore like i said i'm not super familiar with all of the events that happened in this time period so that might actually be their relationship until later um but, but it's yeah. overall it's a solid show and someone who had no not a lot of information mm-hmm. going into it like i really enjoyed it yeah i like it i think it had a high production value too which i'm always worried about with netflix shows like i think they're gonna you know skimp on budget but this actually like this had pretty uh believable looking monsters the the fight scenes were really well choreographed um jasker oh. worst character you think so that my boy dandelion <laughs> i hate him <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was i thought it was kind of weird how he just randomly started following gerald around like just for no reason almost toss a coin yeah. to your witcher <laughs> <laughs> completely useless in every possible situation <sighs> um, just annoying just annoying he was he's my boy in witcher 3 though um they don't call him by they call him dandelion in witcher 3 but they don't ever refer to him as that in this okay um i'm trying to think there was some another point Maybe it'll come back to me. Monsters, monster oh. designs were great. Monster designs were great. There was another thing I was disappointed about, though. They only gave Geralt one spell, the the push spell. 
Um, whereas I feel like that's the most boring of all of the spells that as a witcher <laughs> that he's trained to use. Cause in the games he has like a fire spell. He has like a time slow spell. He has like a force field spell and he yeah, has I that push it, spell. I called it the whoosh. Yeah. And there's like a, there's a point where he's fighting these like zombies. Right. And they're like kind of overrunning him. And I'm like, this is literally in the game what they tell you to use the fire spell for, but he doesn't <laughs> have the fire spell in the show. He would have been fine if he would have used it. Um, no but then he couldn't have that hallucination on the cart ride oh yeah that's true that that part was trippy too that was another part that was kind of jumping around i was like what is, i don't know what's going on here yeah um but yeah overall though i'm i'm i give it a i give it a i think i give it a seven um i give it which an is eight good. or a nine even you think so yeah for a first season yeah i'm not mad at that and i'm definitely excited to see where they go when season two eventually gets here do you know when uh did you see like a date they or just said uh production is early next year do you think it'll so be done assuming, 2020? i think it'll probably be knowing netflix it'll probably be a year okay that's not um, too bad if, if they don't pull a stranger things and take a year off but i'm thinking it'll be a year that's not because what was it a year in between one and stranger things one and two or was it two and three that they took the year off two and three they took a year off okay gotcha um so yeah that's that was a pleasant little fantasy surprise um it filled that game of thrones game of thrones gap just a little bit um oh even more so yeah for sure um and i still have to watch some of these other like his dark materials i've heard good things about so i want to check some of those things out too um but yeah that's that's pretty much how i feel about witcher you have anything else on witcher um no like i said good monsters a decent story uh if you can hold on and pay attention to everything and the only other thing i say is like i like the portrayal of genders in this show because i loved queen uh queen calanthe yeah i thought she was hilarious yeah she was Um, she was strong too like very strong character she looked so sick in her armor like Mm -hmm. coming in with blood all over her armor and she's like let's get a drink yeah and i'm like all right she's my (laughs) fish she's She's cool cool. i like her a lot so. um but dope dope um and then sticking on fantasy real quick um i started dabbling with uh a, a, a very long running mmo um called final fantasy you 14. said your your mmo strong uh hunger was getting strong yeah it, it is um especially now that i have a laptop to play them on um <laughs> so i've so this 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 game has gone through a lot so it came out uh and people said it was literally the worst mmo ever like literally and then i i I can't tell you what year it came out but they've made a complete 180 and now people say it's top two like it's between world of warcraft and this for best mmo um so i'm like okay i never really gave this game a chance i never played it when it was bad so i don't have a bad taste in my mouth or anything so i was like let me try it out there's a free trial um i'm trying it out it's it's fun it's it's very it is very final fantasy um so if you're if you've ever played a final fantasy game it's got these out there very out there creature designs very out there names of things um (laughs) it's very very uh what's the word like visually not eccentric but like things are very pointy and and what's the word i'm looking for you know you get what i'm trying to say like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) things are very uh very fantasy like very over the top fantasy like Mm -hmm. um and and it's also very anime and japanese at the same time so like um it's just very designed which i like um and it's got like a tab target combat system uh traditional 
uh like world of warcraft so that's cool um i'm only like level 20 or so i'm just getting into dungeons so people say it's a slow startup which it kind of is but i'm i'm okay with that because i'll throw like a, a tv show or something on in the background while i'm playing um so i'm 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 probably gonna keep playing this for a while see what happens try to level up a character see what see if i can get to end game and see what that's like um but overall i'd say it's filling the fix uh so far there's another game too that was on sale for christmas for like uh ten dollars called black desert online which is a more action-based like mmo that i i said i was gonna try out um so i haven't gotten to that one yet but i will let you know when i do and then i'm very 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 close to the end of jedi fallen order i'm pretty sure i can tell where i'm on i'm on like the last like climactic part of the game where you're kind of like infiltrating um that's all i really say so how have you felt about um because my my curiosity is peaked about uh power progression so how do you feel from uh the beginning like your power set at the beginning of the game to where you are now it's a huge difference even though the skill tree itself isn't that big i think each skill is very meaningful um and it really does have that kind of like uh metroid style progression to where like i have so many tools now to deal with combat like for example I started off the game. There was this frog mini boss, and uh, uh what is ba- ba- Bagdo? Bog- <laughs> he yeah. has a funny name. It's like Bagdo, yeah, Bado or something. Bagdo or something, and he's literally a giant frog. And it took me, I kid you not, and I'm playing on uh hard, which is basically like oh god, uh, one difficulty above what the game like starts you at. Um, and it started off like I fought that frog um and i was determined to beat it i fought that frog about probably about 10 times um like that was the hardest frog and now they literally put what's the dude at the beginning of dark souls 3 uh uh gunder oh (laughs) yeah gunder but i was like they literally put a dark souls boss they just hit him in a cave and they're like they're gonna go in this cave no (laughs) they're gonna fight this dude 18 times because it's like off the beaten path i'm like i don't even know what i'm gonna get for killing this frog but i I have to kill it because i'm here now (laughs) um so i i finally beat the frog um i didn't really get anything for it but point is it's like an aesthetic right it's like a like a poncho or something yeah it was like a poncho but point is like (laughs) i'm at the end of the game now right and they just throw these frogs at you and you kill them in like two hits even on hard like so it's like it does that thing where like they'll introduce like a, a mini boss or a boss early in the game that essentially just becomes a normal enemy by the end of the game because you're so much stronger um so after having all these force powers i'll give you another example like stormtroopers so beginning of the game the way to deal with a stormtrooper is either deflect his laser back at him or like run up and hit him and he'll die in one hit and same goes with um like the there's a bunch of different varieties like turret troopers and stuff like that that can be a little more annoying there's kinds that can actually block your attack so it takes a couple hits to kill him but now at the end of the game i have force powers right so i uh, my favorite Mm -hmm. thing to do is like okay they'll throw a group of stormtroopers at me i'll target the most annoying ones force pull them to me hold them up by the neck like darth vader and (laughs) press one button to one hit stab them through the stomach and you can do that as many times to normal enemies as until you run out of force meter and so like that's the way of by the end of the game you can one shot enemies that you could not one shot at the start of the game so in that aspect you feel very powerful they start throwing a whole bunch of stuff at you towards the end too um but i think the combat like overall makes you feel like a jedi you know what i mean like the way the animations are the way the parry system works the way the dodging is 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 calibrated like 
I just think it, it, it's a very fluid combat system and it and it works and it it a lot of credit to respawn because it shows they know how like time and time again they know how to make a fun fluid game like no matter if it's a shooter or an action game like so i think respawn's quickly becoming like one of my favorite uh uh dev studios to where like they announce a game and i'm like okay i feel like this is gonna be good this is probably gonna be something i like um story-wise i think it's it's definitely good enough to where i want to play through it i think it's better than uh all of the movies i've seen in the um in the newest trilogy i'm just gonna throw that out there um maybe that's because you're actually playing as the character even though the main character himself is very generic he's very bland looking um the stuff that's happening around him and bd1 is awesome bd1 is like the best sidekick character maybe of the generation he's dope he's so adorable like he like beeps and then he like he'll like wag his body his robot body like he's a dog <laughs> and you'll like pet him and stuff and he'll get sad and his like his like head will droop down and like he's so uh emotive. But, I love the way I love that they basically communicate like Ash and Pikachu. Yeah, that's exactly it's like, what it will be is. like beep, 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 and he understands and Cal, exactly. Cal will what be he's like, saying. we can't go that way. Yeah, like how and do I'm you like, understand what? this? <laughs> <laughs> but I never question. I'm not mad at it. Um and so I don't spend too much time. I'll also say there's a lot of really, really awesome set piece moments, like big, awesome, grand moments, like almost uncharted, like like I've described it to before. I love the, I just have to say, because it happens, I think, fairly early, but I love the driving of the ATAT. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was really cool. That's definitely cool. Um, yeah, because I was going to ask, are there any more, like, do you get to man a ship at any point? Um, you get some Star Fox action up in here. I'm trying to think. What, what do I want to spoil? I don't want to spoil it. it. There's a okay. there's something you get to fly on that's really awesome. Um, but that's okay. that's all I'll say. Uh, but yeah, well, I'll just add Jedi the note. Awesome. Our our because I don't know if our brother said this to you, but um, he just told me in passing. He was just like, he said I he hate hates it. this game. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I hate it, but I have to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay. He was telling me about his problem, though. He was saying he was at this part where he was running in circles because of the backtracking, but he didn't know where he was supposed to go. But I'm like, I literally never had that issue. Like, there's most of the time there's a marker on the map, like telling you where your next objective is. And mm-hmm. it's only a matter of like the backtracking is only a matter of going to the last shortcut you unlocked most of the time. So I feel like. The only time you could really be confused is if you didn't maybe explore enough and find the shortcut you needed to find. So yeah. you might be taking a long way back, but I'm kind of obsessive about that. So just from playing like Dark Souls and stuff, like you want to find those shortcuts because if you die, you're not going to want to go the long way all the way back to yes. wherever you died at. You know what I mean? So I was yeah. looking for those shortcuts. So And that's what the caveat. He plays no, like almost nothing but like first person competitive shooters. So. Yeah, that's true. Too. He's probably not got the patience for a lot for of that. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I I never really got lost. The only one thing I'll say I had to look up one of the puzzles that was a little annoying. Um the puzzles can feel kind of tacked on at times, like they're kind of Zelda light. Um and they all deal with the same things. They all usually deal with these orbs that you have to use your force powers to put into like a socket Mm -hmm. um so those can get a little repetitive but uh they're spaced out in such a way like the pacing in this game is really really good i think um like there's you're not always in combat you're not always solving puzzles and you're not always exploring like it's like i think a perfectly even balance of the three so 
overall this game i'll probably give it like a i'd probably give it like a solid eight um and i haven't beaten it yet so uh wow you're giving this higher it's giving it a higher score than you gave the witcher i'm shocked oh the the show yeah 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 <laughs> um, yeah the witcher game i would give like a, a nine honestly um because witcher 3 is awesome but did you ever play the blood and wine expansion I did not. I just, okay. I barely. I haven't beat. <laughs> you didn't have game. an extra. Two, you didn't have an extra two hundred. Not at all. <laughs> I have it on my PlayStation too. I'm just who knows <laughs> when I'm gonna get to it. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. I um, this is one of my more full <laughs> weeks, I guess, in a while. So yeah, What's we up? had basically two weeks. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I I didn't do a whole lot because I had to do a lot of life stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But there are a few things I can mention um, quickly here. So I finished Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Uh, it literally becomes like a four-hour movie at the end. Um, <laughs> Sounds very Kojima. Very Metal Gear Solid 4. I was trying to concentrate, like cons- uh, consolidate my thoughts about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say my biggest complaint in this game is progression. Mm-hmm getting from beginning to end i don't feel like i progressed at all like as a um, do you mean as a character or like story as a wise? character okay gotcha. uh, because well the story is going to progress that's what it felt like it felt like the story progressed without me mm-hmm. um there's a lot of gear in this game um i would say i probably only used about 50 percent of the gear interesting um so a lot of it's optional and yeah, and by that I mean like so one of the things you get first is like a speed suit that mm. helps you walk faster on land. Right. Um and so you get like there's like three levels and so I got speed suit level 1. Mm-hmm. Didn't really care about delivering the packages to get the other speed suits. Right. And that happened for a lot of the gear. Um so I would say like I leveled up my grenades, I leveled up my assault rifle. Mm-hmm. But other than that, um, and that just kind of happened with story progression. Like I didn't do that on purpose. Right. It wasn't um, side things that you had to do. Or... Yeah. And I will say that the magnificent mystery that, uh, was built up for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they handled it pretty well. I think they handled whatever the death stranding was pretty well. Okay. Um, but it does suffer from like you do feel by the end that it's like, okay, I can clearly tell that, like, this was one person's dream. This was one person's idea. Right, Kojima. Because it kind of falls <clears throat> apart. Mm-hmm. In the, and that's the kind, like, that's the kindest uh, way I can say that right. at the end. It, like, kind of, you're kind of just like, all right, I still don't know what's going on. I was going to ask, are you left with any questions? Like, did they at least answer any questions you would have had? or they're just like holes yeah and that's why i'm like yes and no because your biggest questions get answered about halfway through the game okay um because i think i told you this before there's like a huge exposition dump dump by this one character that kind of explains a lot of what's going on Mm -hmm. but um by the time you get to the end it's like your you your enemies aren't really your your enemies anymore and your main enemy you don't really have any feelings about because they kind of just became your enemy okay yeah yeah so the the person that you're like fighting at the end you don't really like have any reason to want to fight him (laughs) yeah yeah i get that and it's like your main character sam uh kind of goes from 
not caring. He doesn't care about America. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does not care about rebuilding America. He doesn't care about connecting people. And it even goes so far as he has um, this very specific phobia where he doesn't like people to touch him. Right. Um, and then by the end of the game, I have that phobia uh, too. <laughs> you're the hero of America, and you don't. Ca- he doesn't care if like people touch him. Um, what? And so there's this weird jump. There's this weird jump at the, at the end, like once you go through all these cutscenes, and it's like Sam's like hugging people, and he's giving this like anime as hell speech about togetherness. He and, became very outgoing, whereas in the beginning he seemed like he was kind of like, eh, like I'm just trying to yeah, do my job. Yeah, and it's like, man, like it's like the quickest turn ever, yeah. and you're just like, I don't feel like I went through the events that made <laughs> Sam become this new person. Like he started off as Daryl and became like I don't know. Who is it? Who gave a lot of speeches in Walking Dead? Rick. Yeah, Rick. He turned into Rick. Yeah. Yeah. And so overall, I'm like, I'm giving it points because it was still an original idea. It Mm -hmm. still did things I'd never seen before. Mm -hmm. Um, It still had those strong uh, Kojima mechanics. Mm -hmm. But uh, it kind of just left me like drifting and it's like it, i didn't feel one way or the other about anybody so uh, any characters in the game so what about it or like at what point because i remember first like when it first came out and you were giving your first impressions you're like this is my game of all games like so what what <laughs> happened or at what point did that change and start to be like eh, this is you know like like what point did your feelings start to change I think it was just like I felt I started to see the strings. I started to see the game. Got you. Like it, it, it became less of an experience and more of a game. And that's one of the things that happens too. That like it started coming out of nowhere. Where I think I texted you uh, earlier this week. Where I'm just like they literally mentioned Mario and Princess Peach by name by in name. the game. Interesting. And Do they have to pay like, Nintendo for that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Because Sam just literally goes, because there's a the female character, Amelie, like he's talking to her, and he literally goes, so what am I, Mario, and, and you're Princess Peach? Uh, like, it was, and he says it, like, twice, and I'm just like, yeah. uh, okay. And then, Shout like, um, Nintendo. the the villain that for a major part of the game is uh, Troy Baker's character, mm-hmm. Higgs. And there's, like, Higgs will go, uh well i guess this is the final boss battle this is game over brother like they start like ripping down the fourth wall like Uh, we know you are a character in a game and this is how games are beaten and played right and so it's just like you start it's like kojima's just like holding you by the collar of your shirt and like smacking you across the face (laughs) it's like what it felt like i wonder why they start Um, putting it out like that like yeah like it just feels like oh you like games do you like this isn't like you know like the kind of the the people who came out in the beginning and were like i hate this game Mm -hmm. like it felt like he started directly speaking to them gotcha and it was weird because it was just like oh you want a boss battle here's a boss battle and it's just like uh, but (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of like like even though like we know kojima makes games obviously but it's like we also know he's always just wanted to make a movie so it's mm-hmm. like is that like a little yeah. bit of that movie kind of director like i don't know well, no like, and that's where i'm like at, that's what i felt like the entire point up until then was like this is kojima's movie right uh, but then it just hit a point where it was like we got to make this a game <laughs> it's got to feel like a game because it's like my character so let's like, add walking in between the cutscenes 
Well, yeah, and then it's like they started doing things, and I know this is like this is a very video game thing mm-hmm. to c- complain about, but it's like they start doing things where it's like, okay, you get used to using the in-game motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Here's four missions in a row that makes it impossible to use to your use motorcycle. It, right. And then it was like, oh, you got to deliver uh, these these organisms, these crypto bites, mm-hmm. uh, to a person. Mm-hmm. They can't be submerged in water. Let's make you cross a freaking lake. Uh, you know, and it was just like let's give you the literally the opposite of the thing you need right now and it was just kind of like all right um so journeying doesn't become as fun uh, as it was before gotcha because it's like it just was like let's turn this into a challenging game yeah it happened like let's turn walking into 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 a challenge yes um interesting and so yeah i i don't it doesn't change like it is the walking simulator the Mm. game still (laughs) um but yeah i just felt like a lot of the elements were just in there and they didn't actually contribute to anything now overall i heard some people say if the game was a little bit shorter they would have liked it a lot more did you feel that way i i could i could like if there's a little bit less of the package delivery like and they kind of got to the point a little bit quicker because you're not like somebody like me you're not into like i'm not into like the road building the road system and building the travel system like Mm -hmm. there's there's a point where you can build slingshots uh that basically like slingshot your character uh, across big large yeah that's and it's like i had gotten to the point where it's like somebody had built the first half and i'm like i'm not going back to the base mm-hmm. to get materials to drag them back out here to, this to build this to have to go back to the base to then pick up the packages mm-hmm. to then co- so it was just like no i'm just gonna complete the mission if it takes me 20 extra minutes to just do it on foot then i'll just do it on foot but a lot of it just turned into me like ramming the traverse trike uh the reverse trike up a mountain gotcha <laughs> because i'm just like i don't care and yeah. i'm not doing i like, just want to get past it, this part yeah because it'll be like uh like a quarter of your travel is that mountain and then the three quarters after is flat land it's like no i'm getting this trike over this mountain yeah. because then i can just ride the rest of it out is the other option to like go around and just take a really long time you could but yeah it'll take a really long time and if you get to a river you're kind of screwed so got you <laughs> unless somebody builds a bridge there's no way to float like oregon trail <laughs> like use no. your biggest package and no float i cannot <laughs> i wish i because you do That'd have like cool. uh these floating car- carriers that become like really helpful but mm-hmm. um it can get dangerous because you can ride your floating character uh i'm sorry your floating carrier like down a mountain but you hit you hit one pebble mm-hmm. and your yard sailing down that mountain. Jesus. <laughs> um so it gets a little tough. Gotcha, gotcha. But I mean overall I'm gonna give it like a I'm gonna give it like a hard six six mm. and a half, seven. Okay. Because up until a certain point, it is the most intriguing game I'd ever played. Right. Right. Until the veil starts being yeah until like they literally pull apart the curtain and i see all the steam and gears and everything that's running it gotcha the mystery is lost yeah the mystery kind of like falls apart um i would have never thought honestly when we first saw we're seeing all those like weird trailers and stuff like that made no sense like that this would was going to be the end product and i don't mean that in a bad or good way i just mean like like i had no idea what to expect and it's just interesting seeing seeing it play out 
And that's part of the scoring for me is that like that was a huge plus for me because I'm like they sold the heck out of this mm-hmm. this story and this the mystery to me. For sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, I also uh finished The Witcher and we talked about that already. Yep. Um, so good show. Looking forward to more. For sure. Um, another thing that I accidentally watched i watched this at like 2 a.m mm. after christmas uh <laughs> it was a documentary on netflix it was called don't f uh with, with kittens, kittens. <laughs> um yeah, i evil. don't know what made me click on this but i think it was just that uh so for those who don't know what it is uh it's kind of the docu documentary style telling of how and like an amateur online group of sleuths end up like hunting and tracking down a serial killer Mm, interesting and the thing that makes it interesting is that so this guy um posts this video of him and sorry for those out there this is a little bit uh gory a little bit dark um Mm. but he posts a video of himself he puts he's playing with two kittens he puts these kittens in a vacuum sealed bag and then he proceeds to suck the air out of the bag until the kittens die okay not at all um, and so people see this video on Facebook and a bunch of people decide to form a Facebook group to mm. find this dude. Um, mm. And so this then it it's like this becomes like the uh, walking down. This is like the white rabbit following the the white rabbit into Wonderland because mm. uh, it gets crazy. Does it really? Um, and it's like they it, it goes on to the point where it's like they figure out they find a profile they think they find the person they try to find uh they use the profile to like track a country mm-hmm. and it's like the profile tracks to a country in like Nab- namibia in like Afri- africa mm-hmm. and but then they start um actually analyzing the video frame by frame mm-hmm. and they see in the video they see a pack of cigarettes mm-hmm. and they see a vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. and and the funny thing about so it, go, it goes to the level of detail where they're like, okay, guys, if you know anything about cigarettes, cigarettes are different in every region. Oh, wow. And so they literally, they're like, okay, these cigarettes have white filters. White filters are only in North America. This is he, some L from Death Note level. It gets <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And so they're like, I'm not, so they're just like, that doesn't mean he couldn't have bought the cigarettes in America and flew somewhere, but they're like, we, he could be in North America. Then they zoom in on the vacuum. The lady goes on a vacuum forum online and and post the picture of the vacuum people immediately respond to her they're like this vacuum's only available in north america so just from d frame like breaking down this video in the frames they figure out the dude somewhere in north North America. america um and so at some point the story keeps going the guy catches on that this group is following him and he starts like posting these taunting videos oh gosh so two more cat punishing videos come out mm-hmm. um and this gets the group really really fired up yeah um and so <clears throat> there's like this big uh cat and mouse chase um and it gets pretty interesting because it goes on this guy uh no pun yeah this guy like has gone to the level of creating like like 800 pages online about himself jesus and christ this ficti- he has like this for fictitious persona like to mislead the and like just mess with the people that are trying to find yeah, out yeah like just is. yeah because he know and because it gets to the point where they find out he's actually some one of his aliases has joined this group so mm. he has all the details that they have from searching him uh so he's infiltrated and so yeah uh, without any spoilers the climax of the story is one day they get a video of him murdering an actual person jesus 
That and escalated. they don't know if it's real. And then you get a news story about a body that matches the murder details. They find a body in the trash uh, near an apartment building in Canada. Oh. And so then it kind of explodes. So not to give too much away, but like it, it, I love these like crime dramas that kind of have these like unexpected twists and turns. Yeah. Um, this and is it based on has, a real story. Oh, it's not based on. It, it is, is a real, a real story. story. Okay. It happened. It was like over the course of like four years, from like 2011 to 2014. Wow. Um, but I, I'm assuming we didn't hear about it so much here because it happened in Canada. Gotcha. But gotcha. Yeah, I would check that out if you like, um, uh, like documentary type crime drama stuff. Interesting. And then the last thing uh, before we get into our fun stuff this episode is I played a game uh, that was on sale on Nintendo Switch eShop. It was called Lightfingers. Uh, I also I got played to play. this game. Yeah, I was like, I got to play with Tiz in person. Um, I, we have not figured this game out yet, but <laughs> Pretty uh, fun, it is, I'm not mad at it it. is a co-op board um, card game, but it yeah. also can be competitive. Uh, so you can work together or you can work against each other. It's also got action um, elements like a like dungeon action elements. It's got I platforming elements and it's yeah. it's got board game elements and it's got card game elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, your goal is to be the first to uh, You're a steal. Thief. Yeah, steal a certain amount of loot. Yeah. Loot. Um, and one of the striking things about this is like it almost takes the form of like a a pop up book. Um, mm-hmm. so as you're moving up around this board, this board is like a like a mechanical machine, and like pieces of the the map are popping out as you cross them. Right, and um, I believe and they're can, randomly generated every time. Yeah, it said the board was ra- randomly generated, and mm-hmm. um, you basically are moving across this map. You can choose to stop in locations. Um, if you think there's going to be loot there, mm-hmm. uh, as Tiz mentioned, like there's dungeon aspects where if you stop on a square where there's a dungeon, um, your next turn you have to. Then platform like, through traps and all play that. through that dungeon yeah and it mm-hmm. becomes like a platformer mm-hmm. um where you have a certain number of lives before you uh are pushed out of the dungeon essentially right um but it looks like a good co-op game and uh so far i've enjoyed it um i've yet to go back solo but i'm sure when i do i can fill in some more information about that do you know if there's online at all or is it local uh, only? D- i didn't check okay but i can check yeah gotcha gotcha get back on that cool but yeah that's pretty much what i did in two weeks dope dope um this week because it was obviously holidays we don't have well there wasn't really much news um like there's like some patents and stuff like that but nothing too interesting so instead what we're gonna do is reminisce uh, uh, about not only 2019 but the decade as a whole just our best uh best and worst entertainment memories best and worst games movies shows anime whatever whatever everything we, we, we literally for, we forgot so much you guys we really like, we forgot so much that happened in this decade for sure um so uh, how do you how do you how do you want to go about where do you where do you want to start you want to start right at this um um we i was have gonna some say lists and we also have our own list let's get some fresh uh on this 2019 because we literally that was something that we struggled with a lot is like what did we play this year yeah. like i don't remember what i played that actually came out this year yeah um so <clears throat> i just pulled a list uh this is from games radar um it's a list of 25 uh best games of 2019 mm-hmm. and as we do we will not probably read every game on the list but yeah I'll try to read out ones relevant to Key us ones for sure that we can actually talk about. Uh, 
But first one on the list, uh, starting at 25, is Gears 5. I, um, I didn't I get know a chance you to play it. I know you were a fan of the Gears series in I was. general. Yeah, back in the Xbox 360 um, days um, before I switched over to, switched back to PlayStation, I should say, because I started out with the PlayStation 2. And then Xbox 360, I played Gears, Gears 1 through 3, I believe. Those were great games. I love those games. I had so much fun with them. Um, but Xbox, the VCR that is Xbox One, came out. Um, and I got a PS4 instead, so I sadly haven't been able been able to play Gear since then. But um, I might get back to him one day. <laughs> but yeah, sure. I'm, I'm assuming it's a solid uh, addition, a mm-hmm. solid uh, addition to the series if it's on this list. I've heard so. good things. Uh, one right after that is Division Two. I can't speak to Division Two. I've wanted to play it. I just haven't had time. Um, I played Division One. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, you would like uh, Division Two then if you liked one, because it's just an it's just an iteration on one, just literally. Yeah, because if it's more of the same, then I'm I'm mm-hmm. fine with more of the same. Because I was surprised I played Division One as much as I did, because I don't usually I play uh shooters like that, uh, yeah. open world shooters like that. Um, but. It was interesting. Um, My only thing with uh, sorry, real quick. My only thing with Division Two is, um, and we probably differ. I think we differ on this. Is just the environment. Like I, I lean to more towards more of the destiny because it's like future fantasy sci-fi whereas Division Two is more like grounded realism, um, which I think I just kind of got bored of after a couple of levels. So I never really got to end game in this one. But I, I heard a lot of good things about end game in this too. And I kind of like I think what got me too is like I I'm a huge like uh, America head yeah. so it's like when it was just like oh the Black Friday there was a contagion on the right. money that was and cool everyone concept. in America got sick and it was like America has turned into factions that's really how it on... would happen if you really want to get to us like make our money diseased like that's how yeah, you're gonna kill like, us all if you want to it, it was factions based on like economical class status mm-hmm. I was like yeah I want to see what's going down so. <laughs> very cool concept so uh shout out to number 23 fire emblem three houses a lot of people enjoyed that i didn't play it i'm gonna get um, there I'm gonna get borderlands there. 3 um i played Brother. this i played borderlands 3 it's the best borderlands game i can just say that flat out it, it feels modern um you can mantle things you can slide which it sounds like little things but it makes all the difference when you try to go back to borderlands 2 or 1 um you just simply can't there's way more loot um co-op is borderlands 3 i'll say maybe has the best drop in drop out co-op maybe of any game i've ever played it scales everything perfectly to everyone who's in the game so everyone has the appropriate challenge and everyone gets the uh, appropriate reward so i think that's the biggest um the biggest plus of this game so solid solid entry there nice. and then right after that at 21 is this King shouldn't Hearts. be on this list we'll talk about that later (laughs) uh next page uh cadence of hyrule i want to get to uh crypto the necro dancer uh i've been kind of scared away from it but i think i will get to it at some point so i'm still very interested in that cool cool um further down on our list or further up i should say metro exodus is sitting on my shelf i have yet to touch it but i am excited to touch it because i enjoyed the other metro games i also enjoyed Um, the other ones i may get to this one i don't know um it just depends, honestly. I think it's going to be an interest, interesting change to, like, a break from the... Because the, it's, like, uh, Metro Corridors. Exodus... Oh, I'm sorry, Metro... Yeah, 20, 
33 and last night last are very night. linear exactly um it's like on rails and i don't mind being on rails because i love uh, it i'm not gonna lie i can start wandering a lot and i don't sometimes you don't want to wander hard games want to shoot things especially in hard games i do not want to wander <laughs> tell me where to go please so i can run there as fast as possible <laughs> like. yeah we gotta get tis back on re the re remake oh man i'm scared um so after metro exodus we have tetris 99 Ooh. i will champ that because i put awesome way game. too many hours into that game awesome concept awesome um, game yeah it's super fun um still continues to be fun for um, sure i gotta get back in and try those modes uh sekiro number 16 sekiro i love this game from soft delivers always um they make i'll say just flat out the most rewarding games period um, overcoming the challenges in, in this game specifically because there's no ulterior method to there's no easy mode in this game whereas older that, souls games there's an easy mode there's no easy it, mode in this game those are just the lies that you souls fans tell yourselves to to buffer yourselves from the crushing pain that you feel <laughs> just from the constant failure look the pain though you tell yourself the it's rewarding it's worth it but it's really just beating your spirit down it's it's like climbing <laughs> mount everest and living like it's like beating this game i felt like i could i felt like i could play any game ever like no i felt like that challenge was too great for me after beating that's true because i'm like when i get through like a particularly hard alleyway Mm -hmm. of creatures just waiting to kill me you're just like i I did uh, that i'm like yeah nothing can stop me when i rest and they're all back i'm like oh Oh, dang it (laughs) please (laughs) just kill me now (laughs) that can be a little soul crushing but uh yeah sekiro um deserves a spot I agree. Uh, I didn't play it, but I know people who enjoy Souls even got punished by it. So sure. if you enjoy that punishment, you'll enjoy that. For sure. Um, then we have after that Link, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I didn't get to play this. Did you play that? I haven't played the new one or the old one, um, okay. but I want to get to it at some point. Because obviously, I love Zelda games. This is the only one I haven't played. So Okay. But yeah, there. interesting art style. I'll be curious to see what you think about it. You'll probably play it before I do. For sure, for sure. Um, after that, at 13 is Days Gone. That's I enjoyed you. this game way more than I thought I would. Um, <laughs> just zombies on motorcycles. Uh, it's literally like motorcycle gangs cross zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it also had this uh, RPG, like build up your society, build up your community, mm-hmm. uh, make which in turn makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Um and I still, I never got to the very end. I think I'm very close to the end, but it's still a very enjoyable game to the point, even so that I'm just like, I think I might just start it over Yeah. Um, when I, I do get back to it. I really like what they did with the zombie physics too, like with the whole uh, horde thing. Like the oh my God, the hordes are, thing. even when you're, you ride, you're riding in fully prepared, the hordes are terrifying because it's yeah. just, they're just running at you like World War Z style. Yeah, yeah, for just sure. Just a, a wave. It's, it's so, it looks so cool though. They're just like tripping over themselves and all this type of stuff. It's awesome. Um, and, and that's then, at number 13 too. That's a 13, yeah. That's about halfway through. And at number 12, this this is for you. (laughs) That sword and that shield. This game, I I will tell you, I just lost hours in it. Like, I did not expect two weeks in, I'd have like 200 hours in this game. Um, But it's. I think I'm ready to say it's the best Pokemon game. Like, from a like minus nostalgia, no nostalgia included in this, just from a strictly gameplay mechanics uh features set um i think this is the best pokemon game to come out 
um it's got a, a healthy 400 pokemon in the decks even though they cut out uh, a good amount which they had to because otherwise it'd be like 900 which is completely unmanageable for players or for a development team to balance um they have the most functional online system of any of the games um it's so easy to get into ranked battles or casual battles with friends randoms anybody you want it's so easy it's so easy to trade with anybody you want um uh yeah so honestly overall it's it's really good stories a pokemon story like it's nothing nothing crazy there that makes sense with the with the track record of Pokemon because every game should be a better iteration, iteration of the yeah. last game. It's specifically with this franchise, right? Because like they literally haven't done like a, a reboot like they did with Zelda ever. Like it's it's literally the same uh, formula, but iterated on, iterated on, iterated on, which is good and bad. Like I do kind of want them to switch things up, but for what Pokemon is, like it gave me what I expected and what I wanted, um, which I think is good. Oh yeah, nice. shout out Pokemon. And then uh at number eleven we have Outer Wilds, which I think was a big surprise for anyone who played it. Mm-hmm. Uh I tested it a little bit. I didn't get through it, but I knew the general gist of uh what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um so I think uh that had one of the most interesting, like not necessarily mechanics, but once you realize what's happening mm-hmm. uh through the gameplay i think that's the most interesting thing about it yeah. uh, for being such a small indie game this one's curious to me i don't I, i'm probably gonna end up just watching it um just because i tend to do that with some, uh, certain games where i don't quite know what kind of game it is um but yeah I'm, I'm interested just because of all the praise that it's gotten and it's a lot of people's game of the year which is which is very interesting to me um so yeah and then I'll jump over, uh, just after that, we have Luigi's Mansion 3, Sinar, Wild Hearts, um, Disco Elysium, Untitled Goose Game. Uh, then at number six, we have Call oh of Duty Modern gosh. Warfare. Okay, here's where we have a problem again. I'm so tired of these lists putting <laughs> this game in, like, top ten best games of this top ten. No, <laughs> this game is not that good. This game is... Of uh, uh, not even a shadow of what Modern Warfare Two was, um, who was all, which was also developed by Infinity Ward, the same game, the same developer <laughs> that made this game. This game is like I don't even I I almost can't put it into words. Like it's not the worst game ever. Obviously, it's still Call of Duty. Like it's polished shooting. Um, it's 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 very formulaic at this point. Like they release it every year. There's very minor changes in between um only the setting really changes in between and so what i will say to this game's benefit the campaign was really really good one of the better campaigns um because they took out the campaign in last year's game and they added it back in and it was great it was fun it had those giant movie set pieces that call of duty is known for um and they called themselves i guess pushing the limits of what what you could show people in a game cutscene but it didn't really nothing you saw was ever that bad like i guess we're so desensitized at this point that, that nothing was really too crazy in this game um they're supposed to be depicting the the real like cruelties of war and all that type of stuff but it it was just another you know good call of duty campaign but the multiplayer is really where i have a lot of problems with this game it came out very unfinished feeling unbalanced um it it felt like they rushed it out it it was very it was missing a lot of features that most call of duty games had at launch 
Um, and it, it kind of followed that mentality that a lot of games have today where it's, it's like, just put the game out and we'll, we'll, we'll fix it later. Um, which that's, I kind of hate that. That's kind of disappointing. Um, unless you're actually like a live service game, whereas this game, we know it's just going to be another call of duty next year. So by the time the game's actually in a state to where it's complete quote unquote, it's going to be the next call of duty is probably going to be like a month away or something like that, which is, that's really, really disappointing to me. So yeah, this absolutely should not be on this list. Um, I get that it's the highest selling game literally of every single year, but that's just because it has uh, a fan base that, that will buy it literally every single year. Um, so that's all I have to say on that. You want to do number five? Yeah, number five is Apex Legends. This one should be on the list. This was a complete surprise. Came out of nowhere. Knocked Fortnite off his throne for at least a couple uh, a couple weeks, <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> Cause it, and that's saying, that's saying a lot because Fortnite's out here. Um, Fortnite's the biggest game maybe ever. Um, so the fact that this came out of nowhere, no, no marketing, no advertisement, just shadow dropped and, and was like the highest played, uh, in this genre was, was really good. Um, it definitely, uh, it comes from respawn, which I already said is quickly becoming one of my favorite devs. Um, uh, it, it, it's, it's innovating too. It added a, a, the ping system, um, which is almost hard to play shooters now that don't have the ping system and if you don't know what that is you just there it's a one button that contextually pings things for your teammates so like say you look at a treasure box you press r1 your character will highlight a treasure box on the map for everybody and he'll call out treasure box or say it's like a gun you press the same button you just have to look at it and it'll it'll be able to distinguish whatever you're looking at and call it out to everybody and mark it for everybody on your team which is really really helpful um if you haven't experienced it um, so yeah, overall Apex really uh, smooth shooting, really fun game, um, very unique. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that deserves a spot. And then and another at one. number, <laughs> I'll say at number four we have Star Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which yeah, we talked we about. talked about another respawn game. Lame. Shout out respawn. Yeah, but yeah, we talked about it. Great game. And then at number three you have one of my favorite games of this year, uh, mm. Resident Evil Two Remake. Uh, and my biggest, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to keep this short. My biggest champion for this game is that it made a game that was essentially unplayable for me, playable. Yeah. Um. So I actually got to experience where I, I basically started at Resident Evil 4 is where my Resident Evil journey started. Mm -hmm. And so this just made, made it possible for me to actually play this game. The top down the, tank controls in the old games are horrible. Tank controls, the, the locked camera <laughs> angles, um, having to be stuck in place while you're shooting. Horrible. Um, all of those things uh, prevented me from playing the original game. So Absolutely. I greatly enjoyed this. Um, and, and it was beautiful. Uh, the textures were great. Yeah. Uh, all the locations looked amazing. This game was general, um, or, uh, genuinely frightening, which I think is a, is a, is, has to be said about a, a good horror game. Yeah. Everything so yeah, came together. Um, having played through this probably three times uh, is a really, really solid game. I was about to say, Looking did, you, forward to... did you ever get to your Tofu playthrough? No. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? I still need, I have, and <laughs> I still need to do, I still need to do the DLC missions because they were, uh, even after playing the game twice, they were fairly challenging mm -hmm. um, because it take the DLC kind of takes resource, the resource management aspect to like another level mm -hmm. uh, as far as conserving your ammo. 
ammo and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, and then at number two, we have The Outer Worlds. Um, huge, 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 huge game. Yeah. Um, both of us probably barely dipped our toe in I, yeah. the ocean. I'm, I'm at the beginning <laughs> still. It felt like a, to me, it felt like a refined Fallout. Um, like a very bug-free um a fall it felt like fallout if fallout just worked you know all the time which is i think really saying yeah. something and it cuts out a lot of the fat uh i think too like it, it's a little bit more linear but still has open sections but it, it does a good job of like getting you to where you need to be and not having too much uh pointless things in the way and i was gonna say my only complaint about this is compared because i love fallout 4 mm -hmm. was that i don't with this it's like i don't have a clear direction of where my character is going as far as like what i'm turning into as a person um mm -hmm. and what my goals are um mm -hmm. it's so there's so much diversity there that you're like, kind of a blank think, slate yeah and that's what made it hard for me because it's like i don't want to be making decisions and turn into some like weird space grifter yeah um when in actuality it's like i want to be the hero right. so that's probably the only thing that has scared me away from playing that game more right right um yeah out of worlds i don't know if i would put it this high i would probably put it like down in the mm. yeah we're I'd probably only talking yeah, about 2019 so. yeah i'd probably put it lower in the tens though probably not this high yeah um and then number one that's all you shocker number one is control mm -hmm. um this was a game I, of the year candidate though at the game awards yeah and i only you know same reasons we said because i i've talked about this game mm -hmm. at length a few times on this show um but yeah control it, it, it's doing things that i haven't seen before like i said it's pretty um i just want i want more out of it and yeah. that could be looked at as a good or a bad thing right um, it made you want it, more <laughs> yeah and that's what i was saying like it, it it set me up perfectly but it's like it it didn't feed feed the hunger quite yet mm -hmm. um that so you might yeah that and i'm looking forward to expedition so mm -hmm. um but yeah that's basically uh as per games radar uh best games of 2019 yeah um i think what we should do now is just diverge a little bit to kind of our cheers and jeers uh, yeah, for sure the decade and this will be uh, uh from about 2010 to 2019 yeah. um and then if we have time we'll come back to best games of the decade yeah um, um but so you, you want to just go, go back and forth or... yeah i can go first yeah so we can we can go back and forth back and forth I, i'll start out with games so um the, I, I kind of did this by just like literally I didn't look too much up. I just what games when I think of the the things that I put the most time to the things that I obsessed over like what literally comes to mind first. And I got to say Smash Ultimate. I put there might be 400 <laughs> hours logged on my Switch console for this game alone. Um, this game, uh, I think part of it is because it's the first Smash game that I'm really old enough to be good at, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I played Smash Melee, Smash Brawl, all that stuff, but I was never, I was too young, I think, to wrap my head around, you know, combos and, and, and characters and tier lists and, and strengths and weaknesses of each character and matchups. You were playing it at the level I play it at, which is, this is a game you play at parties. Yeah, exactly. I was playing it very <laughs> casually. Um, and with my friends, the online had always been bad. Um, it's still not the best, but it's at least playable, and you can get matches with no lag, whereas pr playing Brawl Online, which was the first game that introduced online, oh my god, it was hard. Like, it was atrocious. Like, it was, it felt like you're playing at five frames. 
every single match. It didn't matter how good your <laughs> Wi-Fi was. Every single match felt like five frames. Um, but now they have they have a good online, solid online mode. They have tournaments you can play in online. Um, the biggest, obvious, obviously, array of characters ever. The most quality of life improvement. So um, Smash Ultimate, definitely um, one of my favorite games of the decade. Um, and then I got Destiny. Destiny, I have... The, and this is the whole trilogy um but destiny one this was so strong that you dragged me into it i did I, <laughs> I tried to get everybody i could to play destiny um i literally have a thousand hours in destiny one probably like 400 in destiny two um this game changed my life like i'm, I'm not even joking <laughs> i can't like it's hard for me to play other shooters after playing this game the shooting is so and some people disagree with me on this but i think that it has the smoothest shoot, shooting i've ever played in a game um i think just bungees whatever secret sauce they put in their shooting mechanics same thing with halo um it just feels good to move and swing your swing your gun around and dodge out of out of the way of fire and jump in while you're shooting and all of this type of stuff um and it and it and it blended my two favorite genres which is like mmos and and first person shooters which i never thought i would see like ever in my life um and it did it admittedly very badly at first but the way they they listened and iterated on it um i think both of the games ended up in a very very good state um that i think a lot of people are chasing like they literally created a genre that anthem division warframe all of these games now are trying to to fall into but i think destiny is proving that it's still the leader it's still the, the performs the best it sells the best and and i just think that says a lot and then I put Dark Souls 1 on here. Obviously, my favorite game of all time came out in 2011. Um, this game made me a fan of FromSoft. Without it, we it, this this game also kind of I think created a genre of like these like stamina management, you know, souls like as they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's like a testament in and of itself that it, people are literally chasing this genre and like adding these elements into all their games like i don't think we would have gotten god of war without this game i don't think we would have gotten jedi fallen order without this game you know i don't think we would we wouldn't have gotten uh neo without this game like there's so many games that fall into this category zelda takes inspiration from dark souls uh, with the pairing and all that type of stuff um so yeah it's just hugely influential amazing game also spent so many hours in it um bought it on every console that it came out on um (laughs) same with my next game skyrim um also came out in 2011 that might be the best year of the decade just because of those two games right there wow Um, (laughs) i know it's a bold statement uh (laughs) but skyrim's another one that uh, it, it had that i think everything that makes a bethesda game good um it has i think uh, our brother just became like his in character in skyrim was basically just palpatine no, like actually, it was this dude oh, in a you black, mean Shay? Shay, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. it was this dude in a black robe with like lightning, lightning powers. powers. No, <laughs> the fact like that floating. you could do that was awesome. Like you could literally, yeah. it had the freedom, like kind of like Fallout and 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 um, Outer Worlds. You could make your character ha- play however you want it, put your skill points wherever you want it. You could be a, a heavy armor wielding mage like that that teleport around shooting lightning at people. You could. Yeah, I was a Vi- I was a Viking axe princess. But yeah, you could be a Viking axe princess. Like there was so much <laughs> you could do, um, and the quest, all the storylines were interesting. The dialogue was well written. Um, it, it was it was 
I think a lot of open world games nowadays are straying away from like making me want to do all the side quests. Like now I just want to just get the main story over with. But back when Skyrim was a thing, I like, I just look forward to doing all the side quests because they were the most interesting part of the game. And I think that's lost on a lot of open world games today. Um, and then two honorable mentions, Pokemon Sword and Shield. We just talked about that. And then Monster Hunter World. Um, I have a very love-hate relationship with this game. Um, hate only because it, it, it can be highly frustrating, um, but also highly rewarding. Um, and I've been a fan of Monster Hunter since uh, the 3DS. Monster Hunter, I think 4 was the first one I played. Um, so yeah, Monster Hunter World kind of just adds all of the things that monster hunter on 3ds lacked um and it makes it very playable and accessible to everybody which is awesome and then my two biggest disappointments were anthem and fallout 4 anthem i took a day off of work for that i regret it ever (laughs) since um game is now dead don't need to say any more about that and fallout 4 just because one it took so long to come out i love 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 fallout 3 and new vegas and i expected this to be like a huge like you know console defining jump um but it ended up just kind of being i hate to say it but worse fallout 3 with better shooting um i and i just couldn't push myself to get through it the the way i did with uh with three in new vegas um but yeah that's kind of that's kind of my 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 memories of the decade from the game side (laughs) Um, so I can just uh, shout mine out real quick because uh, basically after listening to you, mine comes down to the games that left me like in a void. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean like games that I was just like when I was done, I was like, I don't know what to play because nothing's going to Nothing feel satisfies like what me. I just played. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so games for me, uh, if we're doing last decade, it's the Uncharted series. Mm-hmm. Um, uh Per, specifically one through three mm-hmm. um were very instrumental in getting me back into gaming mm-hmm. um and by that i mean like i used to play games a lot more as a kid and then uh, a lot during my teenager years it became i became really casual i right. didn't like get into finishing anything or making good characters or anything like that right um so uncharted was like instrumental in like getting me to like really be into video games again that naughty dog Um, storytelling man oh my god it's insane so good so uh and that's also yeah that was another thing where uncharted became it's like okay games are valid places to get good storylines absolutely be entertained by a good narrative i'm just gonna Um, flat out say better than better than any other medium that's always been my take just because it's so interactive that you leave feeling a a sense of like yo that was me like i was involved in that and i just think no other medium can do that that's just my my opinion though (laughs) i was like look man i read some really awesome comics yeah just just my opinion (laughs) just my opinion i know just that's what you uh, but yeah, and then I'll say um, on top of Fallout 4 is a strong win for me. I played that game four times. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun. Um, that was one of my best like open world games as far as like literally building a character from scratch mm-hmm. um, and really being putting yourself in the place of a character as far as making decisions. And what would I do if I was actually this person? Now, remind me, had you played Fallout 3 or was this your first? No, Fallout? Okay. That Fallout 4 was my first Fallout got game. Got you, got you, got you. Um, I also... Uh, uh, I'll have an honorable mention to you, um, and oh my god, I'm forgetting it. Not what's the op- what's like Fallout. Um, 
it's their survival series. Help me out here, Ty. Like Fallout, but uh, it's their survival played, series. No. It's uh it's first person. Your character always gets like kidnapped or um and then you have to like fight your way out and by the end of it you're like a powerful and I'm sorry, uh, I, I have no idea. So why can't I think of it? In the four in the fourth game, uh the character the, the villain had like blonde hair, he had a pink suit, um, and you oh, were fighting Far Cry. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Far Cry, I played gotcha. uh two Far Cry games this decade because I played Far Cry three, and four. three. Four, I literally lived in Far Cry four. Okay. Like I became that dude. I had face paint on, I yeah. was in the bushes, I was arrowing dudes that was from Troy the Baker sky. One too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> Far Cry Four was a uh, very them honey badgers, man. Yes, them freaking honey badgers. Um, and then uh, along those same lines, uh, Dying Light. Um, okay. I got super, super into Dying Light. Um, awesome because I, I was a huge Dead Island fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so those games, and then back to my main line, uh, Bioshock. Yes. Um, so Bioshock Infinite was a oh my god that game i had so much fun with that game. i love bioshock infinite um and that by playing bioshock infinite actually made me go back and play the first one two yeah i think i think for me it probably goes it's so close between one and infinite but i think infinite just barely edges it out edges out one and then two is last but two still good though um but i just think the because you're so powerful in two that like it takes away the the fear of anything like you're just yeah. kind of stomping everything <laughs> <laughs> i am the big drill yeah you're just drilling everything <laughs> to death with your drill arm um yeah, yeah shout out and then shot. so uh just to round that out um i know i'm forgetting something oh i played uh no this would be previous i think alan wake is prior to this decade so that's not in there no alan wake was um, 2010 oh what no so then yeah that still doesn't mm-hmm. count right yeah 2010 counts Oh, okay, 10 through yeah. 19 right to 10 through 19. alan wake uh was a huge it was instrumental in me getting over my fear of horror games i'm still not um, over my fear of horror game maybe i should play <laughs> alan wake <laughs> that game where like one of your biggest weapons flashlight um mm. helped me get through a lot of like my uh fear jump scares and like my heart palpitating mm. in the middle of a game and things like that and staying calm yeah uh, that battery pa- management in, in alan wake though is so yeah, intense it's tough like tough oh, man because that flashlight um, is so crucial yeah and then to, for my honorable mention uh monster hunter world is uh i played that game for like eight months straight Absolutely. Uh, not playing anything else um and we've talked about that so i won't say much more on that mm-hmm. but um Honorable mention uh, for me goes to Metro. I had a lot of fun with the Metro series. It's up there. Um, As well as uh, Wolfenstein. Um, I didn't think I would enjoy those as much as I did. Yeah. Um, So I want to shout those out. Oh, and Pokemon X and Y. Sorry. Oh, nice. Nice. I spent uh, long, uh, probably as many hours as you've spent in Pokemon Shield, I spent in Pokemon X. Really? Yeah. so yeah, and that, I still I, I don't know how I think I just didn't have a 3ds at the time, but I I missed those. Um, but I still want to just go back and see, you know, what 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 they're about. Um, I think that that cool. had a out of all the Pokemon games I played, that had the strongest end game for me. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed that. Oh, I want to and ask then, you too. Are you a okay. are you a Wolfenstein over Doom person? Mm, that would be tough. I had a lot of fun with Doom too. Okay. So I haven't played um, Wolfenstein. That would yet, be a so. tough. Gotcha. For me. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But yeah, just my straight up disappointments. Mm-hmm. Uh 
Oh, sorry. Red Dead Redemption 2 is high on that list. Never forget that scene on the ride to Mexico. <laughs> End. Clash. That's, so one my, my, that's one of my ooh. disappointments. Uh, t- uh, I'm sorry. No, Red Dead Redemption. The oh, first okay, one. okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Two okay, is a okay. disappointment for me. I love the first one. So then, uh, to not drag on more, my disappointment, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. Kingdom Hearts yes. 3. Uncharted 4. Those I haven't are, played Uncharted 4 yet. Those three stand out to me. Yeah. Uncharted 4 because every game prior to Uncharted 4 had a sci-fi twist element. Mm-hmm. Uncharted 4 did not uh, and left me wanting. Mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption 2 became the, uh, Cowboy Simulator oh press 4 buttons to move your leg. I could go um, on, on on about Red Dead 2 for so long, but it was just... It was yeah, just and not... I think the feeling was felt across the board. Yeah. Uh, so I don't feel like we need to explain I'll say, I'll why say we this didn't though. like it. The story, awesome. Awesome. The gameplay, yeah. mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Too in depth. Say. If it, yeah. if that's possible, too in depth. Too in depth, and like I always say, way too clunky, way too like not pre- imprecise. Like I always say, you, no game should be auto lock on by default, ever. No. Like. That's how you know the shooting is not good. All right, but I, I don't want to. Sorry, I don't want to. <laughs> and rant. then help me, help me. What was wrong with Kingdom Hearts Three? King. So I can't. I, so part of me wants to not blame Kingdom Hearts Three completely, and part of me wants to blame just the fact that I'm not into these newer Disney movies. I don't know if that's the same for you, but like I'm not into Tangled like that. I, Frozen was whatever to me. Like you know, I just <laughs> didn't resonate with the worlds the same way I did with the disney movies that i grew up on you know i think that's part of it second part for me way too easy way 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 too easy like the combat is literally just mash triangle and square to win like literally every boss fight every encounter just mash there's so many power-ups in this game like it's just you're way too overpowered even i played on proud and i would just mash triangle to win like every fight i died once or twice in the final boss and that was it (laughs) for the entire game on proud like easy like just button mashing Um, so that's a huge problem and then i think they waited too long to get into the interesting part of the story which is i just kind of wanted to wrap up the the sora's part of the story which didn't happen until like the last three hours of the game um so i kind of had to just trudge through the game until i got to the conclusion that i was after to the closure that i was after um so that's my big three reasons and all i can really say is like I don't know. To me, it just feels like it all imploded on itself. Yeah. And it was just building this thing that didn't turn out to be what it was building. And they had the um, audacity, the audacity to end that John on a cliffhanger. The audacity <laughs> after 11 <laughs> years to put out this game and end it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. I was so mad. I was like, uninstall. <laughs> uninstall. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> like, but yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3, man. <sighs> So many years waiting for what? (laughs) (laughs) Convoluted stories about friendship and darkness. Yeah, like um. So, with that being said, let's jump over to some other media because we can talk about games all day. Yeah. Uh, but throw out your 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 movies. My my movies will be quick. I'm gonna just say Avengers Saga. I can't name a specific one. Um, there are a couple like more than others, obviously, but I just think this we've never seen anything like this in movies before like uh was it 22 movies that all tied into each other to make a universe that everybody followed along and talked about um i just think it's never been done before it's it they executed it almost flawless almost flawlessly um and it had a, a a 
phenomenal payoff at the end um so avengers for with me. a special highlight to winter soldier <laughs> with a special highlight to winter soldier for being a great movie and a great superhero movie um and making me care about captain america exactly which i didn't really in any of the other movies uh but that's beside the point <laughs> um and then uh i don't have honorable mentions really just because it, movies are kind of hard for me to name off the top of my head but disappointments i i said star wars and dc universe um because i was expecting after especially following up avengers i was expecting justice league to come and do their thing um and dc to come and do their thing on their side with their because they have so many cool characters too and i thought they'd be able to bring them to life the same way as um marvel did but it just kind of didn't work out that way and with star wars i think it just might be a generational thing like i just didn't find myself connecting to any of the characters in this new trilogy i i just didn't i don't know i just didn't find myself like hype about each new movie that came out um, yeah and it's kind of hard it felt to say very, why it felt very calculated in that it's like we must represent every group uh gender and racial group yeah and then this character must be friends with this character because yeah. that's how it was before and they kind of tried to nostalgia fo- you know like nostalgia follow the old movies hey, too here's a cuter smaller version of r2d2 if you exactly. didn't love him enough already here's exactly. bb8 he's exactly. adorable <laughs> exactly um and they, they did I, the I whole death BB-8. star thing yes i love bb no bb it's awesome the droids are the best part of star wars like always honestly and like droids and lightsabers <laughs> um but yeah that that that's me that's all i really have to say yeah about we got those. grievous man grievous all day um grievous hold up i just want to say i just watched um <laughs> i watched you remember the animated clone wars yes i watched i was at chris's house watching we were watching the the episodes where grievous was doing his thing oh my gosh <laughs> they did him so dirty in episode three <laughs> grievous was a force to be feared in clone wars my man was running my man was jetting down the sides of buildings like hopping off of ceilings like a ninja like dirt he fought he dirted like seven jedi at the same time like with no force power imagine if he had force powers too can man. i let me he used to fight this. with his feet he would hold the lightsaber with his feet throw a lightsaber <laughs> up in midair punch a dude catch it swing like let me just say this so just because awesome, i know it'll incite you um so i watched a video reviewing that 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 prequel trilogy mm-hmm. and they were like they hated grievous because they were like he was just brought in to they be a, a, sem- so a semi not even interesting fight for so Kenobi. dirty he was on screen like <laughs> twice and died in the dumbest way he would have never died like that no Ever. i agree with you oh i agree with gosh. you grievous was a freaking jedi killing machine like literally and they he gets shot in the in the chest by a laser a blaster like the best arc in star wars was literally their worst movie three the clone wars arc was the best story arc and the worst star wars movie but it was the worst movie (laughs) those animated uh series are so good man they need more love they're on uh disney plus i think i might watch them yeah you've recommended clone wars to me a couple times absolutely man i'm about that grievous scene was so It got me and so then, mad. Yeah. Sorry. Carry this anger over into um DCCU. Oh, DCCU, yeah. Um, so what, <laughs> the what, trash, the trash fire of the decade. What do you, what do the, you have more to say about this? Because uh, guys, you had more um, writing on this than I did. 
Ooh, really? It's yeah, like absolutely. that though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, look, I love, I love. You I, grew I love, up in a Batman cape. No, and you're telling Batman. me I have more writing on Batman specifically. He's a part of, he carries the DC. Yeah, but we got the Christopher Nolan films. I was happy. <laughs> After that, they could reboot them however many times they want. I still got, I got what I wanted. <laughs> but yeah, uh, basically because uh, DC, the DCCU was one of the biggest disappointments movie wise. Um, I always saw. looking forward to Justice League, and they're just ruining it. And but the shining highlight of this is Wonder Woman because that mm-hmm. movie was really good. Um, was. And the trailer for the new one looks really entertaining. Um, did not expect Gal Gadot uh, coming off of her her. Uh, one like one note character in Fast and Furious where she dies. Uh, in the one movie, oh, she she's in, in Fast and Furious. Yeah, she's like the love interest for Han. Um, oh, snap. she's the one that like jumps off the plane and dies to like save them. I never knew. So coming off of that, I wasn't expecting a lot from her as Wonder Woman, but she actually like warmed my heart. And I feel weird now if they come out with a different Wonder Woman, I'm I'll be sad. I um, I still think um I still think it's just because they're trying too hard to replicate Marvel success. They should have just done their own thing. They should have acted like Marvel didn't even exist. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we didn't need Justice League this quick just because we had Avengers. We didn't need. They should have taken their time. They should Absolutely. have seduced Christopher Nolan into d- to being some part of of it. He should have been the um, some director in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I guess we should say one of the other highlights, if it's considered a part of this, is the Joker movie. Yeah, thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if 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 it's any indication of uh, the tone or any type of tone they're gonna go forward with with other DC movies, then I'm for that. Um, yeah, like do something unique that that yeah. pushes boundaries. And uh, so, just for me, a couple movies throughout there. I have a uh, this is a callback and is a very indie film, but mm-hmm. um, it has uh, just Josh H- Hutcherson is one of the leads. He was also one of the leads in the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called Detention. It came out in 2011. Um, it was a movie I I found by accident, but it was one of the most. Uh, if anyone's ever seen Scott Pilgrim, um, mm-hmm. it was similar like that in the in the in the sense that it, it created this world. It had this plot line that all just kind of neatly fit in this one and a half hour or two hour time span, yeah. and it like it gave you this nice complete <clears throat> story where you just go. I just. You know, watch it going, that's a really cool movie. Like, mm-hmm. I would recommend this to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I can't really describe the plot because I don't remember it that well. But mm-hmm. it was, I just remember it was a really good movie. Um, and it's got a lot of crazy, interesting. And it has random, like, cameos, people you wouldn't expect to be in it. I think, too, um, a lot of the best movies are the ones you go into without expectations. And then they end up being good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just because you, like you weren't going to be let down like straight out the gate because you weren't expecting much. And then if it's good, you, you only like walk out of it being like, Oh dang, that's a, that's, that just happened. Like I didn't know that was out there and I watched it and it was cool. And And it has, it had a, like a self-awareness, uh, that a lot of movies don't have. So like, just for example, like when you're watching a zombie movie and the characters don't know what a zombie is, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like that can sometimes drive you insane, but it's like this movie, it's like the characters have an awareness uh, that we would have if right. we were in a situation like that. Right. Um, so I appreciate that. That's and dope. then two more. Um, you guys know I love kaiju's. So Pacific Rim. Pacific uh, Rim. Specifically, the first Pacific Rim movie was awesome. Um, was a highlight for me. And then this most recent Godzilla. I've seen it five times now, and I'll continue to watch it every time I have a chance. King I of the love, Monsters. 
Yeah, yeah, they did such a I good job Monster bringing Battles. all those monsters in. They did such a good job with yeah. that. I love the music. I love the cinematography. Um, I love that the human element of it was little to none, and you could literally wipe it away, and it wouldn't matter. Ghidorah's um, a savage. Yeah, and so then my I hate Mothra though. Shoot that thing out the sky. <laughs> no, Martha was so cool. I hate moths in all he forms. He stabbed that bat thing like, <laughs> with that <"Gah!"> stinger. <laughs> yeah, you gross. think he's all gentle and he's just gonna Sting! like sp- sprinkle dust everywhere and then he like murders the thing. It was cool. Um, <laughs> and then my biggest disappointment was Godzilla 2014. Uh, Brian Cranston, you did an amazing job. Mm. Um, but uh they the fact that like godzilla would be fighting something and it was on a tv in the background of a scene yeah is infuriating That's, and i will never yeah. forgive them for that it's only been um, two of those right two godzilla movies so far yeah okay so. at least in this new in this new running trilogy i guess or this new running uh saga yeah gotcha yeah. gotcha and then cool. how about your tv shows um so tv shows was super easy for me because i really only watched one of them because the rest of them I didn't watch. Uh, well, the uh, the other one I watched is my disappointment. Um, so the one I loved was Game of Thrones. Um, and I actually jumped into it late, which is funny because I had a friend who was watching it and he was like, yo, you got to watch this show. And, you know, I've always been the same. Like, I don't really care for, you know, live action TV. Like it, do- it just doesn't do it for me most of the time. But yeah. I was at his house. We started season one, episode one, and we got probably to halfway through it, And I was like, all right, this is dope um it's it's high fan it's dark fantasy which i like even more than high fantasy um probably my favorite just genre of of things in general um i tend to like things that can't happen in real life um i feel like it it like stretches my imagination oh absolutely um so uh it had a bunch of cool concepts white walkers it had a lot of death it had a lot of dark dark themes to it um and i was literally after that once i caught up i just watched week to week and i was on edge waiting for each new season and no show literally um has like no show like this type of show has ever done that for me um and then my disappointment i thought walking dead was going to do that for me but it <laughs> I, I don't even know how many seasons then i was like okay like where where is this going what nowhere what, it's like, going nowhere i want to say it was good up until the point where they got to and spoilers it's old now you should have watched it um but up until they got to the point where they were like we there might be a cure and was it dc um we're going to dc we got to dc oh guess what there's never there was never a cure here were you talking about here. season one was that season one? That was season one. Oh, maybe, maybe it's after that then. Oh, okay. That uh, I'll say though, that was the part that was most interesting to me because I, me watching that show, I wanted to know why the world was like that. That's generally when there's apocalypse movies, I want to know why that happened. Um, yeah. But once I realized they were never going to explain why that happened, then it became of a thing of just okay, it's a different bad guy every season. We eventually got to Negan. Um, and some point during Negan is where I stopped because I'm like, okay, at this point, it's just like, oh, how how many terrible things can Negan do? And then yeah, it Rick just is just tor- gonna. It, like, it just became torture porn at a point. Yeah, um, and it's like so. Yeah, once and like you said, spoilers. Once Glenn's head got mashed in, yeah. um, that's pretty much where it ended for me. And yeah. when humans became the biggest threat in a zom- in a world filled with zombies, I got pretty bored it became a soap um, opera like yeah it became a political drama yeah essentially exactly. because it was all about who power 
exactly i would have much more enjoyed if they would have the main premise of the storyline would have been kind of like death stranding what happened to this world how can we get things back to normal not like how can we just adapt and now we live in this world and here's our day-to-day lives in this world like that's i need an end goal you know what i mean and so yeah i'll say i literally watch that's also my disappointment because i literally watch walking dead every week just to be angry at it at a certain point it's like (laughs) what can i be mad at this week um you're torturing yourself at that point essentially um but yeah i'll give a shout out i'll give an honorable mention the end of game of thrones kind of tense it like tinges it bad for me a little bit um but that episode three though (laughs) that episode three though is strong I would say the 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 act the acting mm-hmm. is the best part of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, the performances I think were so too. amazing. Shout out um, to Ian. Shout out to Jon Snow. Shout out um, Jon Snow, my boy. Kit Harrington. But uh, Game of Thrones. I started watching Game of Thrones when the first ep- three episodes came out, and uh, as soon as I saw that White Walker in the woods, I fell in love. I was in um, it. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, this I was is like, cool. I was like medieval and ice saw monsters. Yeah, um, it was cool. But yeah, that I I only give it honorable mention because it made me read the book series, and mm. the book series, regardless of what happened in the garbage television show, Knocked the book the series became is amazing and uh having somebody who experienced harry harry potter from beginning to end and it it was my series standall series like game of thrones uh shook me off shook it shook harry potter off its throne for me y'all still waiting um, on that last book though right still waiting fire on that ice, book because uh, yeah i'll tell people all day i'm like john snow uh got murdered but he ain't come back yet so yeah. it's not canon that he's alive, alive. Uh, oh, okay at the end gotcha. we don't know that interesting um but and the the war like they didn't do the warging that well in the show uh, right. with the, the each of the Starks like being in their wolf's brain. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I could go on for days about that. They had to make um, a lot of omissions, um, which is kind of understandable, just because you know budget and all that type of stuff. Yeah. TV um, shows that stood out for me: uh, three right off the top. Stranger Things. Stranger Things changed the game. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things uh, brought back the '80s in a way that I never knew needed yeah um it also brought back that childhood like thought like you know that curiosity that uh you know these things are going on we have to investigate them but we're only kids Mm -hmm. but we but we can still do stuff it doesn't matter if we're just kids Mm -hmm. um and then also along with stranger things on netflix i've talked about before is dark um dark is Mm -hmm. doing things with time travel that i've never seen done um and it's continuing it continued on very strong Mm -hmm. Um, as far as like a, a time traveling drama mm-hmm. could be, uh, and then also I have the boys. I you if if you guys listen to this podcast at all, you know that I love anything to do with like hero Super tropes heroes, and yeah. reversing hero tro- tropes yeah. and anti heroes. Um, so the boys was like a very good, interesting take for me. I on think just the superhero genre. I think just tropes in general, not even just hero. Like like you said, with dark, that's flipping time travel tropes on his head so anything yeah. that takes something like that you expect and then obviously you're expecting the show to be one thing and then it's like oh nah we're we're not that um i always think that's cool and then something else that's like not traditional for me is uh chernobyl uh chernobyl was uh, a mini series on hbo uh it was a kind of like a historical uh retelling of the uh Chernobyl um nuclear plant break mm-hmm. uh blow up mm-hmm. breakdown whatever you want to call it 
Um, it was really intriguing, uh, very good storytelling, uh, great cinematography, but just made me understand that event on a whole other level that I didn't mm-hmm. um, before. So I want to give that some credit here. HBO out here with the shows in 2019. Yeah. So those are my TV shows. I'm not, I can't think of a TV show that like really disappointed me. That's why I'm just going with Walking Dead because mm-hmm. it was just infuriating at a point. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, Walking Dead still like because i have friends that still watch and i'm just like uh, what do you get out of this <laughs> what do you watch this for still um daryl yeah pretty much Daryl's the <laughs> coolest thing still in that show norman reedus yeah exactly um and then do we want to do anime too yeah let's get that in so I, I have some um so. oh just to rewind real quick because mm-hmm. i it's bothering me back in games god of war yeah i need more god of yeah, war yeah, yeah. it was really good uh never played a god of war game before this one uh i want to see what's what happens next i won't great, say good because <laughs> old god of wars weren't bad they were just this yeah, is it's I, just different i don't ever need that style of god of war again after <laughs> no, after playing they this must, new one. they have to be like this now yeah, it has to be this new one um but cool um so, so yeah anime so for anime i have an obvious one first attack on titan um agree i agree there i forget which year the first season came out but um i think it was actually you that told me to watch it um and it was just was it 2014 yeah it was either could have been 2014 before, or 13, 2013 one of those years um but this blew my like expectations out of the water um just for what an anime could be like it changed so much for me like i had never i had never had my feelings play with so much like (laughs) i had never had just my expectations play with so much um old spoilers they kill the main character the first episode like the level of mystery that was behind all of this the intrigue like the how did the world get like this like and i think over the course of the seasons there are some there's some dry spells like to where it got a little too political um but but i think overall the the pacing they they're slowly unraveling things and slowly getting to the mystery um in a well, pretty this, rewarding I will say, way like in the sections where you felt like you're waiting i felt like the weight paid off yeah yeah exactly. and that's all i need like at the end of the day i need if i'm waiting to make it pay off because we've gotten the explanation at this point and i think the way they delivered it and what the actual explanation was made sense to me and it wasn't like oh that's dumb it was actually yeah. like oh nah that's that's kind of like that's kind of cool that's kind of messed up that's kind of like you know it made me think it made me think about it um and that's one of those shows that when the season ends like i'm i'm like i can't wait for the next season so yeah um gotta give it up to attack on titan and then gotta give it up to my hero always um, and forever changing the game changing the game and yet not changing it at all really yeah just doing it good just doing it the right way i guess exactly <laughs> um and we talked about like with the boys like flipping tropes on their head this takes the hero superheroes thing and and it depicts superheroes in a way i don't think we've ever seen before with I the feel whole like hero it, society it almost streamlines it yeah um, but uh and then brings it in like the most honest genuine way it possibly can and then that's what makes you excited about it because yeah. it's like these these characters are so like pure of heart yeah exactly because they're still kids like yeah they're all still kids and i never thought i don't know if this is a, if superheroes aren't as big as in in japan as they are here but just 
from watching anime up until that point i never thought we would get like a straight up superhero anime you know like no that 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 would appeal to me so much so i definitely appreciate that um and they haven't i don't think had a bad season yet and then i'll say like this season i just made a note last week it's like i've never i don't think i've ever seen such deep villain development yeah like they were and i love really my getting into like villain motion and i'm like it's making you understand it in a way that like you're not upset when characters handle Do things certain a certain things. way because you're like okay i understand why he feels this way yeah so um and and that i think that's a big thing for me is why i love the show because i i love villains i love dark things um so to see them actually flesh them out as their own characters you can like pick your favorite ones and you do things i always like when you can like have your favorite characters and and characters that you're like oh this person's cool oh i'm gonna i'm gonna see what this person's up to um so i really like that about the show and hopefully they keep keep going in that direction um and then i gotta i gotta put fate on here uh unlimited blade work specifically <laughs> for and if even if not for any other reason then this might be the best animation i've ever seen in in <laughs> it uh, is in anime as heck i don't i don't know how much money they put into this but this thing is so crispy like each episode is movie quality the fight scenes are next level um like think of each of the like it, like take dragon ball super for for example like the fight with jiren every single fight in fate is like that like literally and it, <laughs> it, there's a fight at least one fight every single episode so i thought that was cool um and that kind of raised the bar for what i look for when or for how i judge quality like if it looks like fate i'm like okay this is the highest quality animation um and that's kind of the bar for me now in terms of animation in general <clears throat> and then um last up you put me on to this one i gotta put jojo part three on here um i think this i think for me this was like a not only does it have like a really unique unique art style like a I love the way the drawings look and the way the colors are and it's so colorful and, and it's very unique. It stands out like next to everything else. Um, but it also has like a, a humor and a, and a, I don't even know how to say it, like a humor and a, and a, and themes about it that, it, that just pull <laughs> you in and make you want to watch more of it. Um, it's very that's the much best way it's, I can put it. its own thing. And it's like, once you're in it, yeah. it's like, you see, you're like, uh i feel the attitude of this yeah, and it's like it's so stylish when you step back out of here like that's very jojo or this is jojo because it's like it's almost its own like genre of mm -hmm. thing and shout out to season four for having uh jodeci um <laughs> oh five five <laughs> or yeah sorry five. season five for having jodeci as the outro uh that's that's awesome in and of itself um and then i only really have one disappointment that came to mind <laughs> uh started off with two fire seasons and then season three was just dumpster juice like garbage tokyo ghoul um so many cool ideas wasted i don't know what made them f like they spongebob mrs puff big toe floored it through season three and four um like so they they sped through the manga content so fast like literally so fast it was just like big plot point big, big plot point big plot point and you can tell they really 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 skimped on the animation budget too because it looked like at certain points it looked like my drawings you know what i mean like just moving <laughs> like on paper um so that 
so many cool moments in the manga that I actually had to go back and like look at those moments in the manga to to understand what this should have been um and and I just I honestly haven't seen a show rush this bad like you think Game Game of Thrones last season was bad season three and four of this show are like shouldn't have happened if you were gonna put them out the way they put them out <laughs> um and that that's all i really gotta say about those um so yeah anime for me uh we besides attack on titan um and my hero uh uh phantom blood uh battle tendencies uh stardust crusaders Ooh, um, the first and second parts of jojo all parts of jojo okay were experienced by me this decade so that is they're all at the top for me because uh just off the bat uh each season has its own genre that is really cool that's a really cool thing they do and to seamlessly move uh these general like these characters that are related by generations through these different genres and telling these different stories that span Mm -hmm. long distances and time um and having this like villain like dio is is almost becoming so pervasive Beyond, like, outside of the Joker, he is becoming, like, the villain for me. Yeah. Um, with his charisma and the way that he convinces people to work with him. I love and, charismatic villains. Um, and then even as you move into part seven and eight, where uh, some very drastic storytelling uh, changes are made, mm-hmm. it still continues to be strong. Characters continue to be strong. Uh, powers continue, uh, whether regardless of their level of silliness, mm-hmm. um, still continue continue to entertain. So it's like all like top anime this decade for me is just screaming jojo 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 outside of that like i said attack on Titan, my hero and then shield hero yes i am not a fan of isekai Mm -hmm. i do not like isekai i love shield you hated sword i want i need more (laughs) yes i still need i need more shield hero i need more philo yeah um so yeah shield hero stands out really strong another trope flipper Um, i'll say too shield hero kind of it starts off playing with your expectations a lot yeah um, which is really good and then a screaming screaming disappointment for me uh was darling in the franks um, darling oh, okay that's the uh trigger yeah trigger yeah. animated animation was great storytelling was horrible did you, hold up real quick did you like kill a kill though like that uh no okay i was about to say because sure that seems to be a theme with trigger for me like their animation's really good looking but like but what is going really on watch, in the show i didn't really watch kill a kill either okay. Like, I, I've seen bits and things from it, and I know it's kind of, like, nonsensical. And it's, it's very out But, there, I mean, like, like, it is... I thought that was the point, is that, it, like, it's just there to look good and have these weird fights. But people, people like, where, revere Kill a Kill, like... But I'm, like, where Darling in the Franks is, like, was supposed to have, like, a set plotline, plot. and it's very strict, te- strictly telling you a story, but it's, like, it just sucks. <laughs> the story sucks. Yeah, like, it just sucks. But the animation's like, still good, right? the animation is great it's beautiful yeah um and then i would say uh also one punch man i don't know what season season two i don't know what season two was doing yeah Yeah. like it it had this great rise in season one and then season two just kind of i really think it's the change in studio honestly i think that's it could be i think that's the big part of it because because i didn't get farther i didn't get any farther in the manga than season one so i don't even know if that i don't know if they could just be telling us the story but maybe um, the presentation is off. I think because I, I, mean, I don't think the story is bad. I think just the presentation is off. Maybe. But I'm like so. maybe maybe that section in the in the manga isn't. That- yeah. So. But did so did you not like um did you not like Garrow at all like Garrow's arc? 
Oh, no, I had no problem with him. It was just, like, the overall season overall, um, yeah. and what our main character was doing, right. which was nothing. I agree, yeah. So, um, and they didn't invest enough, like, other than Garo and the one guy in the tournament, they didn't invest enough in anyone else for me to care. Right, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I thought we were going to get more Genos, because I, I really like Genos. I do, too. Um, I would like to see more of him. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh, mob psycho season one and two were the same studio the change didn't happen until one punch season one and two right i think so yeah Yeah. so and season i i haven't uh watched mob two but i've heard mob two is even better than mob one um so it just leaves but it makes me wonder what happened like what really happened with um one punch and like why all of this stuff happened with it Um, why they even need to change the studio for it and all that um but yeah I think so. That's, um, just to round out this little listicle, mm-hmm. um, since we're not going to go back to best games of the decade list, do you do you, you remember me uh, at the beginning before we started recording saying that you would be shocked by what they chose as the best game in the decade? Yeah, what is it? I was going to say, do you want to take a guess? Uh, let me think. Let me think. Best game of the decade. It's super. Who, who is the list by? First of all, it's called. It's a website called What Culture. Okay, that that doesn't give me any hints. Yeah, I don't think you've best heard games. Of them they're gonna say like Journey or something, Limbo. I don't know. Mm-mm. Is larger. It, uh, triple Much a larger. Yes. Not Death Stranding, right? Nope. I really have not Resi Two, not Control. We talked about it earlier. Control. Nope. We talked about it earlier. It we was talked one of about our... prior to the podcast. Prior to the what? Did we? Yep. I I don't even know. I give you about five more seconds. Uh, not God. We're talking about puzzle games. Not the witness. No. Not Zelda. Not Breath of the Wild. Yes. Breath of the Wild. Wow. They listed Breath of the Wild as the best game of the decade. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, I'm not angry at that. Pick. Over over the first Red Dead Redemption. Over Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, there's <laughs> over Portal Two. <laughs> there's a lot wrong there. Um, <laughs> I really, I mean, I don't have too many comments. I y'all know how I feel about Breath of the Wild. Um, like I said, it's a solid seven. Um, definitely on the on the bottom of my Zelda Zelda games list, right above uh, right above uh, 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 the pirate ship one in Spirit Tracks. Um. And I'll just throw this out there, yeah. too. Uh, Celeste was also on that list. I know you like Celeste. Celeste is really... I still think you should play Celeste. Like, for us specifically, like, that joint hits. I think... Uh, yeah, I don't think that I won't try it out one day. Like, the... the, the what's the word? The, um, the metaphors in that game are just... <laughs> too strong. They're so strong. Like, it's like, oh, my God, this is me. <laughs> like... <laughs> but, yeah, even if you gotta watch it, like, just... just that game's dope um definitely a top indie um but yeah breath of the wild that's wild that's wild so yeah since we are uh, just uh, crossing the two hour mark um double episode since we missed last week there y'all go yeah that was our year and decade in review um so let's take a moment let's just say goodbye to 2019 you got a streamer sound effect <laughs> to say goodbye <laughs> to, to yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> to uh, last decade. And, 
There we go. As we as we get into our Tie Fighters and we launch rapidly into 2020. What's um, the Sith I wanna, one? I'm in the Sith one. That that's a Tie Fighter. Oh, okay. Uh, I forget what the actual. I would definitely uh, be a dark side Jedi. I'd, I'd I forget what the, the good ships were called. <laughs> yeah, the X wings. That's what they were called. There you go. Uh, you and your Tie Fighter, me and my X wing. I'd be a Sith we, Lord for sure. Sith Lord as is. We, <laughs> as we warp into 2020. <laughs> You would look like Darth Maul, but you would Darth have general, Griev- general Grievous level of arms and skills. Of, of uh, mobility and <laughs> agility. They would just call you Spider Maul. For sure. Um, oh my gosh. That'd be awesome. So as, as we launch into 2020, I just want to take a moment and say thank you all for listening. Yeah, uh, thank you. We will be back next week, of course, but we just want to um, say thank you guys for listening to our first year. For um, sure. Our our listeners are important. I don't want to say fans because you guys might just be listening out of spite. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah, shout us out. Uh, any, let us know any New Year's resolutions. Uh, my only resolution is to get through more of my backlog. Um, so I will be playing The Witcher. I will be playing Metro Exodus. Okay. Um, I will be playing. Uh, Oh my god, I'm forgetting, but it was another long game. Um, I'll be finishing. Did you say Witcher? Well, I said Witcher first. Yeah, I'll be finishing Dark Souls uh, three, hoping to get into Bloodborne. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, just to just to get more into my backlog and um, not take so much time in between games. Yeah, I want to say I want to say for me, sometime early, I want y'all like, I want to start doing more content. I want to, I think I want to give streaming a try. I don't know yet. I gotta get the get everything set up and all that. Um, maybe get some emotes or something. Um, but I I want to just I want to start doing more content because I kind of fell off uh, earlier last year um, just because you know moving work and all that type of stuff. But yeah, I want to I want to get I want to try my best to think of some some more creative video concepts that I could possibly do for YouTube. Um, and yeah i just i don't know i just want to just look out for more content basically because there will be some coming and there might the be the future. possibility of us live streaming these podcasts so that maybe you know maybe you guys can talk to us while we're streaming and we can not lie to you <laughs> someone can c- correct us when yeah, we make mistakes for sure that that um, would be cool that shouldn't be too hard to um set yeah. up either um that'll be that'll be fun um but yeah so any final thoughts you have nah just uh like my sis said, thank y'all for listening. Thank you. Thank you for 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 making this this fun. Um we're on episode thirty five, I believe, now. So Yeah. Um we're deep. We're deep. Um and we we need y'all to start writing in though, because I can see you guys listening. I can see the stats. <laughs> there are people listening, but y'all won't write in for some reason. So talk to us, yeah. man. Don't be scared. It's not even it's not even so much talk to us. It's just like we want to have that other perspective because yeah. it's like we may disagree on things, but a lot of times we're very similar. So yeah. sometimes we want to get that outside perspective. Um, that's a lot of the reason I watch TV with friends because I don't yeah. want to just have my thoughts. It's yeah. boring. And I love arguing too. So like, some please somebody <laughs> argue with me, like for fun, of course. Like, no, keep it respectful, all that. But friendly debates. Yeah, debates. I, I love debating. I love I love talking about this stuff. I could talk about it forever. So I mean, I would love to have a meme battle with. Yeah, so send, send, yeah, y'all can send us memes. Y'all can send whatever. Thank you, memes. All that, all that. We love, love to see it. So tell them where they can send us all that cool stuff. 
So yeah, if you guys, uh, since you just heard our little complaining rant, if you want to say uh, you guys cry like little bitches, <laughs> you can email us at siblingrivalryclash at gmail.com. That's siblingrivalryclash, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, and again, sorry, my brain is spacing. You can also find us on Twitter. I am at T-I-F-F-I-N-I-J-21. And my, I am at Y-O-T-I-Z-Z-L-E-R. And I'm not going to lie, at some point in the future, I may make a specific Twitter for this because I feel weird sometimes when I tweet about non, like, pop culture things on my t- on my twitter on my personal twitter oh and yeah i was like anybody who's come across mine it's like it's all housewives tweets yeah because like i am a like i'm not a huge reality show fan but like yeah. there's certain uh re- realms that i live in and i've lived in the housewives realm since like 2005 so mm-hmm. uh that's not going to change anytime soon yeah for sure but i mean outside of that i will continue to tweet and reshare especially things about like godzilla and any uh release stuff i see yeah for sure so hit us up let us know but until then as always you can find us on itunes spotify google play stitcher tune in and Castbox. please remember to rate us and comment wherever you listen as i will definitely shout you out on the show um and for those uh those anime fans out there that you love our hardcore anime reviews that we do <laughs> so sparingly uh shout us out you know some new shows to watch um, yeah for sure recommendations we'll come back strong next week um i've been following a lot of weird sports anime so we'll sh- i'll <laughs> fill in i'll fill in some of the progression there so for sure. until then uh shout us out everyone have a happy happy new year um yeah. i hope you follow through on your resolutions mm-hmm. um and uh we're with you in spirit and may the force be with you and <laughs> um what's the uh i'm doing the vulcan hand sign oh, i forget the, what he the says space peace space peace out yes space peace so. <laughs> hey catch y'all in the next decade uh, all right brothers and sisters we out peace out